Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. I will be talking with people with Catholic Community Services of York Region, CCSYR. This is the fourth podcast with this organization. There is just so much to talk about. On this podcast, I will be talking with three individuals from CCSYR, Helen Smami, Shamima Mealy, and Valentina Burbello, on a number of topics, volunteering, study groups for international medical graduates, and community engagement, and a concept that is new to me, social prescribing. Welcome, Valentina, Shamima, and Helen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'm very glad that we we found this time to do this, have this conversation. I think it's an important conversation. We've got some great information, great things to talk about. First, can I have the term social prescribing defined, described, and how does CCSYR engage in social prescribing? Uh, social prescribing is basically about connecting people with all kinds of community activities. That's not strictly medical, but can really boost their well-being. You know, things like support groups, information sessions, art classes, or even just local social events. It's not just about treating symptoms. It's about looking at the whole picture, including their social, emotional, and practical needs, because those are all tied up with health and well-being. By incorporating social prescribing into our approach, CCSYR aims to support the holistic well-being of our clients and empower them to access the resources they need to succeed. Valentina, can you add anything to that? Sure, thank you, Marge. Uh, Social prescribing means social, cultural, economic integration into Canadian society through study groups, social cultural events, professional networking sessions, wellness education, art sessions, English and French conversation circles on settlement-related topics, and or mentoring professionals' English group sessions. Okay, and I know all of those things happen at uh, CCSYR, so yes, you do social prescribing. Okay, I'd like first to talk about the scope of volunteering that happens at CCSYR. Are we talking about opportunities for newcomers to volunteer? Or are there also opportunities for people not associated with CCSYR to be volunteers? 
Um, well, volunteers, um, volunteering at CCSYR is, is really for anyone who's committed to contribute to, you know, their time and their efforts um, to support us in making a positive impact for our newcomers. We welcome everyone to apply and we have a large range of volunteers from different walks of life in all different parts of the world. Um, we are very inclusive and we, of course, embrace candidates of all cultures, backgrounds, skills and languages. Um, our volunteers range from native speaking Canadians, newcomers, um, and on a and on a few occasions we do have volunteers who have a work visa or a work permit um, who are looking for the Canadian experience and civic contribution is a great way for them to hone their Canadian um, workplace skills and also to create new connections in the community. Um, I actually also wanted to emphasize on the incredible um, partnerships that we have with the universities and the colleges for our student placement program. So it's not just volunteers, it's also our student placements. Um, and as an organization, we have the responsibility to nurture uh, and to support the next generation of, of our service providers. Okay, very good. Yeah, I forgot about those, uh, the students. Yeah. So very good. <laughs> They're very important to us, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, for these newcomer volunteers, now is the objective for them to gain specific skills or is it language development, learning about the community, or just having fun? I think like in everything we do, having fun is the most important um, element. Um, and so for for me, and as a volunteer coordinator, I want to ensure that our volunteers journey is fun, is a positive um, experience. Um, and of course, you know, um, for each volunteer, it's a very individual experience. Um, and volunteers each have their own purpose for volunteering. Uh, some may be looking for the Canadian workplace culture experience who are new to Canada. Some may be looking to foster new connections. Um, perhaps someone who is retired or is just looking to give back to the community or looking to have something to do. Um, some are looking to be more connected and support their community. And, and some are looking to enhance their English communication skills. So regardless of their individual objective, you know, we support our volunteers through their journey um, and we provide um, extensive training, um, workshops such as mental health and wellness, communication skills, working from anti-oppressive um, framework, um, anti-racism training and AOD training. And we also offer various other relevant topics. So we really try to get them involved in learning and also having fun, which is the most important part. <laughs> right. Okay. So you have, yeah. there are specific pro programs that you run then for volunteers. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very good. Okay. Are there any real language barriers for volunteering? Um, any real language barriers? Um, I mean, because we, we offer such scope of services, um, and we have such different candidates that apply, um, levels of English is, is always going to be, it's always going to vary. So it can, you know, English can be a barrier at times. However, because we offer, um, sessions in specific languages as well. So like a Hispanic, um, group or Filipino group or the Ukrainian peer-to-peer uh, -peer project. Um, as a volunteer coordinator, I truly try my best to see how I can get them involved regardless of the level of English. So I try my best to match them with an appropriate team, workshop, project, or session based on their level of English. But there are non-English sessions that we have as well where they can be involved. Okay, very good.
So, you know, because we serve such diverse communities with various languages, um, we have the capacity to create space for most levels of English and for bilingual and sometimes trilingual volunteers. So we're very lucky to have such a large scope of languages to offer to our clients because of our volunteers. Okay. Yeah. Um, so are there opportunities for the wider community, you know, someone like me to reach out to CCSYR and ask, you know, do you, to be volunteers? Um, I, do, you, do you have requests for people who are organizing tree planting or serving pancakes or other things? Absolutely. We would love to have you, Marge. Okay. <laughs> um, we're always looking for friendly, open-hearted, committed and passionate volunteers, you know, looking to contribute to our growing newcomer community of York Region. As you may know, we're growing faster than ever. Um, so we definitely do need the support from our community. Um, and our volunteers truly are the, are the backbone of our agency, and they play a crucial role in, in supporting the mission at CCSYR. Okay, well, I really appreciate you giving all that information to the volunteers. I think that sets the stage. Thank you so much. And now I've got some questions for Shamima about um, the study groups for international medical graduates. Uh, the first thing I'm thinking of are, are there repeat, you know, the repeated stories of, I hear of taxi Uber drivers being medical doctors in their home country. Shamima, can you speak to this? I'm glad that you brought that up. Have you seen the movie, Dr. Cavi? No, no, I haven't it's actually. It's crazy, you know, how it reflects the real issue. Hmm. Uh, you know, back in May 2012, the Toronto Sun did a report uncovering that over 200 taxi drivers in GTA are actually international medical graduates. That means IMGs. It's just sad, you know, to think about all these highly skilled professionals, not just doctors, even mm -hmm. PhD holders, ending up driving taxis or working for Uber in Canada. I have even heard stories of doctors having to take on jobs as PSW, personal support workers, just to get by. Let me tell you a bit about what we have been doing to address these issues. You know, back in 2010, some IMGs approached me with questions about the licensing process. And that sparked the idea to start a study and networking groups for IMGs, as there was none in New York region. So we reached out uh, to Health Force Ontario for support and organize an information session at CCSYR. And from there, it just took off. We have been holding sessions for these IMGs ever since. Okay, well, and then IMGs again is International Medical Graduates. You said it once, but right. it's a new acronym for me. So I just wanna emphasize okay. for anyone listening, IMGs, International Medical Graduates. Okay. so. Right. Are there different study, uh, different study groups for different medical professions, like your doctors, dentists, nurses, and you know about how many people are we talking about that come to these? Um, do you you know do you have success rates? Can tell me a bit more about them. 
you know, right now we are having study groups for internationally, you know, medical graduates and nurses, and also some dentists, mm -hmm. but with more focus on IMG group. You know, each year we are serving about 400 individual doctors. And in the past two years, we have had a lot of success stories with over 120 MGs passed their exams from our group. But the sad reality is only a handful of them ends up getting residency positions and the rest are stuck waiting and often taking on odd jobs just to make ends meet. Okay. This is uh, yeah, it's sort of there's it's sad. I'm glad you're having this, but I'm I'm hoping that we can do better. But can you explain like what happens in these study groups? Like do people meet in person or are they online? Is there a set program? Um, you know, do you do people also talk about their frustrations or their success? Uh just curious about how this works. Uh in this study session, participants study together solve problems, share information and resources. Uh, since the COVID hits in 2020, we moved to online sessions. Previously, it was uh, in person. Mm -hmm. You know what? It actually opened up doors for everyone. Now we are not just limited to your region or even GTA. We are reaching out IMGs across Canada. This session's happening four times a week, and it's great to see the turnout. Uh, on average, we are talking about 50 to 60 people joining each time. Wow, that's impressive. And yes, they do share resources, success, their experience, stories, or even frustration during the sessions. Yeah. They talk and they study. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's uh, really good to hear that you are offering those programs. Yeah. Now, who runs the programs? Are there are they graduates? Are they people who've actually been successful? Uh, we have got an amazing group of IMG volunteers who passed their exam with flying colors. You know, they're just waiting for their residency. And in the meantime, they're leading our study sessions. Once they were our participants, but now become our volunteer facilitators and wants to give back by sharing their expertise and guiding others along the way. It's okay. really fantastic having them on board. Mm -hmm. Now, would you say it's really as onerous as the stories would say it is for one to get their accreditation? Um, yeah, is it is it really really difficult to be able to be a a doctor a nurse um, here? Absolutely, it's a real struggle, especially for IMGs. Uh, you see, many of them have cleared all their required exams, but only a tiny fraction actually get the chance to practice medicine here. It raises the questions. If they were selected to come to Canada based on their professional skills, why make it so incredibly tough for them 
to actually work in their fields. I mean, think about it. Canada facing a serious shortage of family doctors, right? Mm -hmm. And here we have this pool of IMGs who are more than ready to step in and serve the community. So what's holding up? No, what's the gap in the system? What's stopping them from getting into the healthcare system and doing uh, what they are trained to do? It's a frustrating situation. But we have got to start asking these questions and figuring out what we can do to bridge that gap and make things right. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. You've uh, raised some really important points there. So thanks, Shamina. Um, I'm going to talk to Valentina about one of my favorite topics, community engagement. Now, what I mean by community engagement may be different than what you mean. So Valentina, describe what you mean by community engagement. Community engagement uh, at CCSYR actively engages clients and volunteers in various programs, events, and initiatives aimed at fostering a sense of belonging, inclusion, and collaboration. This includes initiatives like our conversation circles, which are informal gatherings focused on improving English or French skills in a non-classroom setting. Also, it's a special Ukrainian project called Peer to Peer, Ukrainian Youth Dinner Club, project for BIPOC community, which is for Black, Indigenous, and people of color community, art project, arts and crafts, paint nights, movie nights, storytelling, art and craft development sessions for special needs clients. We involve volunteers and mentors to the group sessions and really appreciate for their time, help, and high involvement. As well, we have study and networking groups for internationally trained professionals, including those in regulated professions like medical graduates, dentists, nurses, and pharmacists, and engineers, as Shamima said. Mm -hmm. Professional networking cafe to help immigrants in their job search. We also have professional designation and certification study groups, social events and cultural events, community volunteer income tax program. It's a year-round income tax clinic. Also, uh, we have volunteer management, student placement, and newcomer volunteer orientations run by Helen. Woo. So a lot is happening. I know that uh, the uh, anyone who drives by the uh, welcome the CCSY place at the Welcome Center, there's lots of activity, lots of people. So uh, yeah, I know you are very busy. So what are the real goals of community engagement? Uh, you know, newcomers often struggle to integrate into our new, new communities. However, their personal and professional journeys can become easier with support and mentorship they receive from CCSYR. So the goals of community engagement include promoting social cohesion, empowering individuals and groups, enhancing access to resources and services, and fostering a sense of belonging and pride within the community. 
our conversation circles specifically recognize the need for language development outside of formal educational or workplace environments, providing consistent opportunities for language practice and improvement in a biweekly format. Group sessions, workshops, events, all that is aimed to help to integrate to Canadian society and into their community. Okay. Now, is it an expectation that your clients at CCSYR, they really do partake in community engagement? Uh, while participation in community engagement activities like our conversation circles, for example, is encouraged, it's not mandatory for clients at CCSYR. However, engaging in such activities can provide valuable opportunities for personal growth, for skill development, and for social integration, especially for individuals uh, seeking to enhance their language proficiency and peer support in an informal and supportive environment. Mm -hmm, yeah, I know it can be intimidating trying to new, learn a new language. I'm trying to learn Spanish and it's... <laughs> I'm not doing well. You. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, are there ideas for community engagement coming from CCSYR or do the clients, the newcomers ask for certain things? Like how do you come up with these ideas of what people are going to do? Ideas for community engagement activities, including our conversation circles, of course, come from various sources, including CCSYR staff, clients, newcomers, and community partners. There is a collaborative approach to planning and implementing in, in initiatives that reflect the interests, needs, and diversity of the community. Okay. Now, is there an emphasis on exploring you know, Richmond Hill, York Region, or does the vibrancy of downtown Toronto, Niagara Falls have much more of an allure for people. While exploring Richmond Hill and York Region is encouraged, we also recognize that allure of downtown Toronto and other nearby attractions. So our community engagement team aims to offer diverse experiences and opportunities that cater to different interests and preferences within the community, including language focus activities like, of course, the conversation circles. Okay. So would you visit, say, the David Dunlop Observatory, Lake Wilcox, uh, Phyllis Rawlson Park, go to the Richmond Hill Center for Performing Arts? I'm going there tonight. Uh, did you guys go to the Winter Carnival or are you going to Maple Syrup Festival, Canada Day? Those are all things that I think great, great things that happen in Richmond Hill. Yes, absolutely, March. The community engagement team organizes visits to local attractions and events, uh, so as regular trips to museums and cultural centers, including the Museum of Shevchenko, it's a Royal Ontario Museum, Art Gallery of Ontario, and so on and so forth, uh, further enriching our clients' experiences and promoting cultural exchange and understanding. So these Outings provide enriching experiences and foster community connections while addressing the specific needs of individuals uh, seeking to enhance their language proficiency in real life settings. 
Okay. Well, I hope everyone gets over to the DD David Dunlop Observatory. You could almost walk over there. So <clears throat> one of my pet peeves is that too many people who live here don't go there. So <laughs> I'm making it a mission to make sure people do. Okay. And uh, I, I am curious about the cost and the cost of going over the DDO, David Dunlop Observatory isn't too much, but is cost, is transportation uh, an issue? Uh, yes, cost and transportation are considered when planning community engagement activities. And uh, efforts are made to offer affordable or free options and to provide transportation assistance when needed to ensure accessibility and inclusivity for all community members. And we have to uh, remember that all our services are funded by the RCC, Immigrant Refugees and Citizenship of Canada, mm -hmm. and are free of charge. And we do provide YRT tickets or Presta cards to eligible clients. Okay, I'm very glad to hear that because it, it can be expensive traveling around. Okay, um, is learning to use public transit a real objective of community engagement? Uh, yes, uh, learning how to use public transit can be an objective of community engagement, especially for newcomers or individuals unfamiliar with the local transportation system. Providing guidance and support in navigating public transit can empower individuals to access essential services, employment opportunities, as well as recreational activities within the community. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, is there anything any of you wanted to add? Of course, I would like to add that our community engagement team operates in all five welcome centers in York region and manages a variety of projects aimed at fostering community connections and supporting the diverse needs of our clients. These projects include a special Ukrainian project peer-to-peer Ukrainian Youth Dinner Club, gardening workshops, English and French conversation circles, multicultural choir stretching sessions, workshops, and events tailored for the BIPOC community, as I mentioned, such as Empower Her and documentary series for Black History Month. Additionally, we host art-based community engagement activities like movie nights, paint nights, storytelling sessions, and art sessions with clients with special needs and regular trips to museums and cultural centers further enrich our clients' experiences and promote cultural exchange and understanding. And this month, I have to share that CCSYR received a recognition from Ontario government during a nonprofit appreciation week. Okay, well, I think that recognition was well received. So thank you. Thank you all of you for telling me so much uh, about what is happening. It really, it, I'm impressed. Okay, I do end the podcast with the same question to all the guests. The question is, name one thing you really like about this community. Shamima. Uh, one thing I really like about this community is the sense of support and solidarity among its members. And I'm grateful to be part of it. Very nice. Okay. Valentina. I really would love to say that integrity, diversity, and willingness to help and support 
do good to each other. Mm -hmm. Kindness is contagious. I like that. Okay, very good. And Helen, what do you really like about this community? Um, well, I've worked in this community for the last 12 years, and um, there's so much that I love. I don't think there's just one thing, but just watching how volunteers and clients are together and seeing the impact that our volunteers have, you know, even all the programs that Valentina spoke about, we really couldn't do this without the support of our volunteers and our student placement. So I think it just goes back to watching people come together and help. And when we come together and do things together, we can have a bigger impact. And I think that's what always leaves me speechless at the end of every day mm -hmm. is, is watching that. Okay. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. So uh, I will put in the podcast notes a link to the website. I encourage people to uh, really look at what the amazing uh, amount of things, the amazing things and the amazing amount of things that uh, that happen there. So again, thank you, Helen, Shamima and Valentina for taking the time to do this podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for having me and giving the opportunity to talk about my work and also my passion towards the IMG groups. Okay, you. very good. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>